Welcome to Commission Chats. I'm your host, John Scapini. Commission Chats is a podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the United States Sentencing Commission. Today, we've got a special guest with us here, Raquel Wilson, USSC's Director of Education and Sentencing Practice. Raquel, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So give me a little background. How long have you been at the commission? And talk to me a bit about your role here. Sure. Well, straight out of law school, I spent two years as a law clerk in the Northern District of Florida. And then right after that, I went into a 10-year career as an assistant federal public defender, first in Houston, Texas, and then in Asheville, North Carolina, where I did both trials and appeals. I came to the commission in 2009 as deputy general counsel and worked in some really interesting policy teams. Um, The 2012 Booker Report, hate crimes, offender characteristics, and crimes of violence. Then in 2015, I left the office of general counsel and came over to the office of education and sentencing practice. So tell me, can you give me the like 45,000 foot view on what the office of education and sentencing practice does? Sure. So ESP is responsible for educating anyone connected to federal sentencing on the guidelines and on sentencing law and procedure generally. So we conduct training programs for judges, probation officers, defense attorneys, prosecutors, law clerks, and circuit staff attorneys. We normally have a pretty heavy travel schedule responding to requests for training from the districts, and we have two national seminars each year. One is open to all audiences that I mentioned, and another that's just for judges. When you take into account our national seminar, we train people from almost all of the 94 judicial districts each year. Wow, so you guys really take your show on the road, although I guess not so much these days. Uh, Are you doing a lot of virtual work? Yes, we are. (laughs) Um, You could say in a way that the pandemic sort of forced our hand with regard to remote training, but actually for several years, we've been working really hard to increase our online profile by adding e-learning courses and downloadable resource documents, um, things of that nature. Of course, your office has been instrumental in that process by building out new sections of the website, keeping everything organized and searchable so people can find everything that we have to offer. Thank you. I didn't want to be the one, you know, to take the credit for that. (laughs) I'm glad to give you the credit. I have to tell you, we get compliments all the time about the website, how how beautiful it is and how easy it is to find things. Um, But, you know, when the pandemic hit, we were really able to focus on transitioning to online live training. Um, We started with Skype. We transitioned then to Adobe Connect in September of last year. That's a really powerful platform for live online training because our goal is to make our trainings as interactive as possible. I can tell you, if you attend one of our online sessions, you need to come ready to work. You will not be watching a talking head for 90 minutes. Um, You're going to learn the information and you're going to retain it much better if you come ready to participate. That's great. Can you tell me a little bit more about these online trainings? 
Sure, but <laughs> be careful what you ask for because I could literally talk about this all day. I'm really excited about our upcoming courses for 2021. Um, we've developed courses on the fundamentals like relevant conduct, criminal history, grouping of multiple counts, as well as on specific issues like RICO, uh, case law updates, and then one of our sessions will be a tour through helpful resources on the Commission website. Um, we have sessions in the morning and in the afternoon, and then between those two sessions, we have room for a thousand attendees. Um, our first two sessions, relevant conduct and grouping sold out. So I'm really thrilled that we've been able to expand our reach so much with this new platform. That's awesome. You know, it's kind of a silver lining uh, for what's going on. Yes, definitely. Um, I can tell you when we were traveling to train people in person, we would train anywhere between say 30 and 200 people at a time. So we've maximized our Mac or we've multiplied, I should say our maximum capacity by five. Um, we're also still training individual districts as well. Since we have so many courses open to a national audience through Adobe Connect, we can focus those single district trainings on the specific questions that they may have in that district. We're using Microsoft Teams for those tailored sessions and we're calling them lunch and learns. The idea being that in an hour or so we can facilitate a meeting and answer all of the district's burning questions, almost like a group helpline session. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really awesome to see the commission not really miss a beat uh, during the pandemic and you know just continue to put out this great work. It sounds like you guys have really been keeping busy, so that's awesome. Um, what other types of things does ESP do? So I mentioned we put a lot of energy into increasing our online resources. We have an online glossary of sentencing terms that's especially great for those who are new to federal sentencing. We do a quarterly newsletter that has a lot of interactive features. Um, in the newsletter, we cover new releases from the commission that are of interest to practitioners. We also cover interesting helpline questions, case law updates. Another one of our online products is we have a case law concierge where you can sort recent appellate cases by circuit and by topic. The case law concierge is a great place to start to get an idea of the issues that are being decided. So for example, if you looked right now, you'd see that in the Fourth Circuit, attempted Hobbs Act robbery is not a crime of violence. You'd see that in the Fifth Circuit, you can convert cash into estimated drug quantities to find the base offense level in a drug offense. So um, we do update the case law concierge about once a quarter. And finally, we have e-learning courses that are also interactive. Yeah, that's right. Um, the e-learning courses, they're all available online. I can speak to that myself because I recently completed a few of them as a new employee of USSC. <laughs> yeah, that's great. They're, they are available on our website under the education tab. So let's talk a little bit more about those courses. Are they just for beginners like me? Not at all. Um, we're finding that the e-learning courses are suitable really for all audiences from beginners to advanced. People with plenty of guideline experience are telling us they're a great refresher on core concepts. And frankly, sometimes people have been doing something the same way for years, but they've been doing it wrong. So the e-learning courses really allow us to establish a uniform understanding of how guideline provisions apply. And what types of topics do you cover? 
in e-learning, we cover the core concepts like relevant conduct, criminal history, grouping of multiple counts. Um, I encourage everyone to take those foundational courses for the reasons I just mentioned. Um, if you're brand new to federal sentencing, you might want to start with the course called Federal Sentencing, the Basics. That's been our most frequently accessed course since we launched it. Um, we also have a course on applying the illegal reentry guideline. That guideline was heavily amended in 2016. Then we made some additional adjustments in 2018. So that's a great place to start if you need to understand sentencing and illegal reentry offenses. Got it. Uh, so as I mentioned, I am kind of new to USSC and I can really attest to the fact that parts of the guidelines can be pretty complicated. Uh, of course, people attending your trainings, they'll learn a lot, but what do I do if I'm working on a case and I just get stuck with some aspect of applying the guidelines? Can I give you guys a call? Yes, you can. Get a pen ready because I'm going to give you the number. Uh, we operate a helpline you can call. The number is 202-502-4545. You leave us a voicemail message and we call you back within 48 hours. We also have an online helpline at our website that's called Ask USSC Training. If you go to that website, you can access a fillable form and submit your helpline question that way. We do ask that you give us 48 hours to call you back simply because we often try to reach you sooner than that, but we end up playing phone tag. So it's really best if you factor in a couple of days. I will say we do get those what I'll call last minute requests and we'll take those too. I will not lie though, it is not our favorite thing to do to have to answer a question within 10 minutes, but you know, we will respond as soon as we can. And I do apologize for those calls. I was new. It wasn't. I didn't know. It better. <laughs> sure, John. <laughs> I, I'm also going to say something else about helpline. Whether you call or whether you access our online helpline, when we call you back, our goal is to walk you through the proper analysis. It's not to give you a definitive answer. A lot of questions turn on the specific facts of the case and sometimes all of the parties to the case and the probation officer and the judge will end up calling us separately about the same case. And what's so interesting about that is with each call, the facts change. They differ depending on who's calling us. It's not that people are lying. It's just that they're focusing on the different aspects of the case and maybe the facts that they feel support their position. So it's super important to understand that we are going to assist you with the analysis, but we can't say that one party or another is right or wrong. That's great. Um, are there any other resources that you want to mention? Sure. Um, just briefly, I should mention that we have a ton of online documents that we like to call one-pagers or one-page primers. Those are documents that explain core concepts in a visually appealing way. So the content is much easier to understand than the guidelines language itself. One example of that is our grouping decision tree. This is a one-pager with a decision tree that walks you through how to properly group multiple convictions. If you follow it, you cannot go wrong. 
since we published it, we know that people have downloaded it. Some people have laminated it and kept it on their desk um, because sometimes we get helpline calls where the person has already used a decision tree and they're calling to check their work. So that's really awesome. And since I can't stop talking about training, I should also mention that we also have a podcast series called Sentencing Practice Talk. We have a whole series on the categorical approach. We cover grouping of multiple counts, economic crimes, drugs and guns, undischarged state sentences. I could go on and on. You get the idea. But you can find our podcast either on the commission website or you can subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Just search for Sentencing Practice Talk by the U.S. Sentencing Commission. That is all wonderful. Well, honestly, I'm nervous about taking up any more of your time because you sure sound busy. Raquel Wilson, Director of the Office of Education and Sentencing Practice, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It's been my pleasure, John. Thank you. That's it for today's episode. Thanks again to Raquel. Stay tuned in this feed for more commission chats. If you're interested in some of the products and resources Raquel talked about, you can find them and much more on our website, ussc.gov. If you don't subscribe already, give commission chats a follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter to receive the latest news from the commission. We are at the USSCGov and check us out on LinkedIn. I'm John Scapini. Thank you for listening to Commission Chats. Bye for now.